All right, welcome to episode six of the Gundam Explained podcast. Um, I'm Adam Blue, your host. Um, and uh, just to let everyone know, there's uh, th- this audio version of the podcast is now on Audible, so that's Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and um, yeah, Amazon. So that was a suggestion someone made, so I went ahead and put that up there. Pretty easy to do. Uh, but as always on YouTube, you get a video format where I kind of describe the things I'm showing on screen and then you can see my hands move around as I speak. Um, I don't know if that helps. Probably not. But, um, yeah, you know, um, uh, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. Um, I do these giveaways and you know what, um. I'm I'm when I hit 350, which I'm about to do 350 subscribers, I might just give away the high grade beyond global. I was going to wait till four, but um, not that it's taking too long to get the subscribers. It's just that I enjoyed that aspect um, of giving things away. And I, hey, I enjoy giveaways myself. So, um, yeah, look forward to to hearing soon then. Yeah, it looks like, as you can see from from here, I'm at 327. And you know what, really, the number just makes me more motivated to keep going. I I really enjoy this. So if you go to the YouTube uh, channel, I have the latest uh, episode six of Gundam Unicorn. Um, uh, My thoughts on that, I've actually already done episode seven. And that's actually going to, I've already recorded it and it was a great time. Um, uh, uh, That, yeah, will go up next week. I also have, um, let me grab. I don't think I showed this on the last podcast, but I got the Robot Spirits Cubley or Cubley. One of those things I have to get the actual pronunciation down of. But um, I actually have uh, already a video um, of it kind of walking through. It's really awesome. Um, mobile suit design. The the action figure of it is even cooler than I expected. And um, that will go up Monday. But also, um, I think the next uh, the next uh, Gundam anime that I'll probably talk through and do a video of is uh, uh, narrative. So Gundam NT Gundam narrative, and actually, yeah, here's the the Blu-ray copy I've gotten. And you know, I I talked about the book that it comes with on a previous podcast, and I read through it after watching the movie, and I gotta say it. Narrative is a completely different experience comparing from when I first watched it to after, you know, when I first got into Gundam to then going through and watching everything Gundam. I mean, just like Unicorn, it pulls from Double Zeta. (laughs) Excuse me. It pulls from Double Zeta. Um, Yeah, uh, Shars Counterattack. It even just nicely leads into Hathaway. Yeah. not really leads into it, but it's just that that world that is being formed. Um, yeah, very cool, very cool. And then I've heard something about a Unicorn 2. Now, yeah, that could be a manga that I'm not familiar with, but that would be interesting if there is a sequel, uh, you know, in, in narrative, Benajer is in that. Uh, yeah, who knows where, where that story can... Actually, people that have read the manga uh, know where the story's going there. Um all right, and you know what? Let me add, there's the Discord channel. Go ahead, and um, if you want to talk Gundam, I'm I'm trying to be a little more active than I am 
um, currently, but um, I would like to have more discussion going on there so I can ask questions and people can pop in and ask questions. Even if I don't have the answer, I like then doing the research to figure out something. So, um, so yeah, let's get into this. So what I have been doing, I guess Gundam-wise, yeah, I was showing that Cubley I got, um, Robot Spirits. Um, you know what, my birthday is Monday, and my older brother got me a Gundam coloring book. Um, very cool, I haven't done, I haven't, man, coloring books. I remember back in like the late 80s when I had a Ghostbusters coloring book, and I totally completed that thing, and my mom could not find another one. She even called the company and said, hey, you making another one? And I remember I was a little older, and one day we were in the grocery store, and there was a Ghostbusters coloring book. And I was like, yes, I need that. Um, I don't know. I haven't done much coloring other than some of my own artwork that I've done, uh, but nothing too in-depth. But the idea I like about this is just grabbing a mobile suit. Ooh, that's a good idea. I'm going to get it, and just based on the look, see if I can then find out what the model number is, write that down, and then... Um, I guess this is when I'm going to have to, yeah, when am I going to have time to do this? But I'm going to do it. And then, like, on some of them, um, there's some uh, Gundam that I haven't really watched yet. But I'd also like to kind of fill in some, like, real marking decals, maybe do some weathering. Um, I hope I have time to do this. Sometime when I take a little vacation or I'm going to be out somewhere and, I don't know, do something to pass time. I think it's kind of a good focused-based activity. Um... And, but anyway, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's move on here. Um, yeah, I was just talking about narrative. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, you know, there's something else about narrative I want to bring up real quick uh, before I move on is I kind of like the philosophy behind it. It's very character driven, but the, the new type element allows an exploration that's a little deeper than a conventional, um, I guess, fictional storytelling um, well, that's grounded in reality. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Star Wars and Jedi's and how Jedi's, you know, follow their, they have these, these philosophies they follow, um, based on the Jedi order. You know, what's interesting about Gundam and new types, it's, it's, it's a newer phenomenon in the universe, uh, in universal century. And so a lot of it's just being used as experiments, being weaponized. Um, even when we get to Hathaway's Flash or Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, they just talk about how they kind of study the concepts in school, not that, people are aware of them. I I do like the idea of it being it's suppressed um this this ability um and again it's being weaponized. Star Wars they that universe had a history of people with force power so they were able to create these sects or these um cults or um philosophies around how to use the force. Um, you know, and that, that makes me think there is some, uh, think of a Gundam that takes place a thousand years in the future of the UC timeline where, um, and that could be the case. I, I, I think something about turn a Gundam is supposed to take place in the future, but I guess the idea being that the new types are more of a regular occurrence an understood phenomenon. There's the, the, the fostering of that, those abilities among groups of people. I don't know that that's a cool idea for some future Gundam, although that, that that's funny because it's another interesting aspect about Gundam that's like Star Wars for me. I got into Star Wars because of the 
the military aspect. I'm not, uh, not, I'm not a military guy or anything, but I really like Star Wars because we had the different ships, the different factions, and that's what I liked about Gundam. But I, see, I like mechs, and so that's why I, I was more interested in getting like a Gundam model kit than realizing that they have these grunt units, and then they have you know ace pilots, and then they have model numbers, and they're developed into, developed from. Um, and just like with Star Wars, once I found out there was this fantasy element, it wasn't at first a big deal, but, and it was a little cheesy for me because it gets, it's not as grounded in reality, but when I see the philosophy behind the powers of the force or a new type, um, what it does is it allows the viewers of Gundam or Star Wars to be able to, ex to explore philosophies around mindfulness, around Life after death, you know, things like that I find very interesting. So, um, yeah, I'll, uh, when I, do, I'll do a, a video about Gundam NT and I might even do a separate video where I talk about the philosophies behind it because I think a lot of that stuff the characters talk about are very interesting. Um, but another thing too is I decided to watch Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway again and I hadn't watched that, um, since actually when it first came out, I think I watched it three times within that a day or two that it came out. And then I did my video and, you know, like any fine wine, you know, it, 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 sometimes you, you need it to age just a little bit. And so it, only being uh, what, a month or two, um, a, a break of watching Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway. I went back to it to watch it. And, you know, after watching Gundam uh, Unicorn through that kind of set me up. Um, to really take in the elements that are trying to be portrayed in Hathaway. So, you know, one main thing I didn't notice before until someone brought it up in, in a Reddit post is right at the beginning after the airplane terrorist scene and right before uh, the beginning credits, we have him say, uh, so, you know, someone say, hey, what's your name? That Kenneth Slade guy. Oh, I kind of like that impression. Hey, kid, what's... Uh, uh, no, I just lost it. I'm, I'll work on it and try again later. But he's like, hey, what's your name? And he goes, um, well, he was like, I'm uh, uh, Noah, Hathaway Noah. Um, and I just like how it was like the James Bond kind of intro because then it immediately went to the the credits, which showed kind of a, a setup of, it, one, it's a really cool song. Um, you know, not my type of music, but it fits the the movie. And then showing the kind of um, stylized, uh, you know, animated beginning, which is just showing mobile suits in different style style styles. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and that's cool because you know the beginning of most James Bond movies. There's that kind of stinger intro. Then it goes to the credits where everything um, is kind of cool and stylized, and you know they uh, have a lot of art to that. So. You know, it was one thing that made me think, okay, let's look at this as a as, as a Bond film. Um, and so watching the rest of it, you know, there, I realized there's such a strong focus with, um, with Hathaway and Gigi. And, you know, one thing I want to clear up is I... I guess I got uh, th th so they're in Australia, Northern Australia at one point in the in the film, but they were really in the Philippines. And and from the comments that I've got on my videos, that they really did a good job of recreating it, even having that jubilee um, or jubilee, uh, whatever it's called. I'm gonna probably get something for that. Um, uh, that uh, restaurant and yeah, Jollibee, I think. And um, I I think that's really cool that 
there's an aspect as uh, me as a Westerner, I don't know anything. I, don't, I guess I don't really know too much of the Philippines like I should, but I learned stuff from that. And then people that are familiar with, and that's what's really cool about Gundam. I mean, people from all over the world, it comes from Japan, are really into it. So people from the Philippines recognize it, was able to comment on my video about what, you know, correcting me for one that, you know, initially they're in the Philippines before the Northern um, Australia thing, but um, uh, just really cool that there's just another area, um, another aspect of Gundam. But anyway, uh, to move on from that, but as the story unfolds, you know, some interesting things that I even see when I'm reading on Reddit and um, some things I picked up when I watch it is sometimes I don't understand some of the characters' intentions, sometimes how Gigi would act, how Hathaway would act. The thing is, we have some background information of Hathaway, so we know, you know, some sense of why he's acting acting the way he is around Gigi. Um, and and a lot of that has to do with quests that he met uh, in Shara's Counterattack. Um, and so, but what's going on here is something that, you know, Unicorn in Narrative called out was how new types are attracted to each other, even if not realizing they are. And so with the probability, especially at the beginning plane scene, that Hathaway and Gigi are new types, they are attracted to each other. Hathaway is remembering what's happened before, and he's not wanting to get involved in that again. Get involved into someone as mesmerizing as Gigi or as Quest, but also turns bad for him, becomes trouble for him. And, um, uh, but as, as this story is, the Hathaway movie is a little more grounded because they even start going into, if you're really watching how the characters are interacting, it's, it's that, you know, Gigi likes Hathaway and kind of how, I don't know if this is the case everywhere, but kind of the modern ways in which men and women are courting each other for dating, et cetera, usually the man would take the lead not that that has to necessarily be the case but the way society is usually you know women will really wait for the man to kind of make the move or to kind of bring up the fact that they that there's an interest there and so um there's these situations where i think Gigi was waiting for hathaway to say i think she felt it because they're new types they're attracted to each other but also can feel that there's something about hathaway Gigi could tell that he has an interest in her, and she has an interest in him. Now, based on the novels, and I haven't read them, maybe there's more information on that. Maybe she knew who he was, and that's why she was on that plane, even though they kind of explain why potentially she was on there. Um, or maybe that's not the case, but something bad does come of it. Um, but for this first in the trilogy of movies, I I really think they did a good job establishing that relationship and that conflict that Hathaway has um, with Gigi. And um, yeah, it just made me really appreciate the film even more, especially the end battle. When that battle is taking place, he's doing it in a different headspace, even though it's almost like he came back around to where he was originally um, when you know, he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to, you know, have that, get the, that, the Kazai Gundam and do that terrorist attack. Um, but also, you know, he met um, Gigi and then everything else that was going on made him almost second guess everything, you know, because he was trying to save her um, when they were in the Philippines instead of 
um, just taking off like with his team, um, uh, with the, yeah, the Mafti group and, and then, you know, he, yeah, he's questioning himself, but then he just comes back to, it's like, look at what's happening because he is then questioning the things that are being brought in front of him. It's just causing some more chaos than he wanted to initially. He should have just dropped down from Anaheim electronics with the Gazai Gundam instead. Um, he did that really cool scene, although it was a really cool scene that, uh, uh, earth orbit, low earth orbit. Yeah. Um, where he catches the Gazai Gundam. So yeah, just a long one away to just sit, just say watching it again after, yeah, that two months or month and a half. I appreciate that the film even more did a really good job. Um, being a grounded Gundam, but having all the elements of Gundams from the new types to the, the politics. Um, yeah, can't say enough about how good that was. Um, but yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, yeah, please comment about, about that. Cause I'm really, uh, I'm really curious for people that have gone back to Hathaway after initially watching it, what, what their thoughts are. Um, all right, so let me move on, and let's see if I had some cool news stuff up. Um, all right, so I'm a I'm a big gamer. I love video games. I play the Battle Operation, which we'll get into that in a second. I had some new stuff released, but um, also Aliens Fireteam just came out, and that is a ton of fun. I'm also a fan of the Aliens universe and Predator. Again, I like, yeah, the... The military, you have the Colonial Marines, you have the Wayland yutani Corporation. You know, there's these things that mimic our real world, but I get to enjoy them in a fantasy element where people aren't really being hurt. And I think at the end of the day, that's what it is I enjoy. Um, but, that, yeah, that's a long way for me to say that, um, you know, I haven't played too much Ace Combat. The latest one's been pretty fun. I got the, um, that there's a PSVR component to it, and I have the flight stick I originally got for that uh, Star Wars uh, Squadrons, but... Just looking at this, this Ace Combat One Year War, um, posted by Admiral Agado, or Agido, sorry. Um, and yeah, this is a recent post, um, but anyway, I just love the look at this. We're seeing the Core Fighter Core Booster, we're seeing the G Falcon. Um, and I would love there to be some sort of uh, dogfighting style game. Uh, using the, the Gundam fighters. And, um, yeah, I mean, what better way? Yeah, a, a kind of a space combat with Ace Combat um, developers. I mean, I would even like a shmup. You know, those side-scrollers like R-Type and Gradius. Those are some of my favorite types of video games. Um, I would love to have one that, yeah, you're in a core fighter. And you just see a Musai, like, in the background, like, being shot down as you're kind of, like, Maybe dodging Zaku's or something. I I don't know. Um, yeah, I always talk about doing more video content about the space flight, uh, the space fighters. So I'll, I'll have to get to that. Um, and that actually brings up another point too. And I'll probably ask this in the Discord or feel free to <clears throat> um, let me take a drink. Feel free to jump in the Discord. But I'm, I'm curious to what other type of Gundam content people would like to see because. I have so many ideas of what to do. Sometimes I don't even know where to go. I, I, I don't even think I do enough Gunpla on here, and I really want to do that. I want to talk about one of the worst Gunplas. It's one of my favorite Gunplas. Um, it's a Master Grade. 
Um, I need to do a video on that. Um, and then sometimes I'll see some new kits coming out. And while I don't do what I did before and I would just buy, buy, buy and build all the time, I, I still every once in a while want to build something, especially to get a good idea of the design. <clears throat> So yeah, Gumpla is something I've had an idea of. The gaming, I, you know, I did that uh, video where we had the, um, I was just like, rate my gameplay. I didn't really talk much in it, but it was more of just me playing Gun and Battle Operation because I'm always trying to get better at that game. And um, yeah, that did that actually did pretty well. So um, I just wish there were more Gundam games, even though I think Battle Operation takes the cake. There was just... There's just too much, too many elements to the battle operation to where I'm administrating the game instead of playing it. So that's all the different elements of the, the, I guess the, you know, there's the coins, the recycle tickets, the PP, I think that's what it's called, the, the, the money where you can buy things. And then how you get suits, it's random. So I can't really plan how I want to play or what I want to level up because it's kind of random. And, um, I wish there was a, a mobile suit gun game in the Universal Century with as many mobile suits as we see in Battle Operation 2, but where I can kind of plan, like, like with this Aliens um, uh, game that you, I you know, I'm unlocking the, the, the different classes, and within the class I'm unlocking the gear I want, and I know, okay, I know when I get this, I'm going to put it here and then try out this loadout, and if that doesn't work, I'll use these other unlocks, and... And the thing with the, the the Gundam game is I don't know what mobile suit I'm going to get. Um, and then even if I get that, uh, there's the parts that I need to get. And, and I might not have the level of mobile suit I want. And I might not have the level of parts that I want. And so then I have to try to get that. But then that random element means I might be then getting something else entirely. And I think that kind of takes away from people then spending the time playing the game. Which I think is for such a good game battle operation too that's what's keeping it i think from being talked about because <laughs> if i wasn't into gundam i wouldn't have known about this game let's let's be honest um um yeah but anyway so yeah this ace combat one year were really cool looking um that would be such a great idea that would all right so what was this um i forget what made me look up moon gundam but that's something i haven't really um, it's, it's Universal Century. I haven't really dived much into that, but that is, um, Hajima Katoki. Oh man. What, you know, the, the cost signature, uh, individual artist that has kind of enhanced, uh, the Gundam designs, um, to make a more modern, I guess he had to design the moon Gundam. Um, and I forget where this came up. I don't know if it was where, there, there was hints of a mobile suit coming to Battle Operation 2. Um, and so I was just wondering when that took place. And then, because I guess it has some stuff with Amuro in it, perhaps. But it's right before Char's counterattack, right after ZZ. So that kind of makes sense. I'd love to dive more into that. I think there's really only a, a manga or maybe a short animation of it. But uh, the design itself, and if it has Amuro in it, I would love to see a movie. Of that, uh, perhaps. Um, let's see. Okay, this is this Gundam Build Reel Episode 1. So, I think I saw a clip of this somewhere, and then I tried watching it. You know what? It's 
right away it's not for me yet yet i i should say yet because i've i've learned to be a little bit open-minded to things that i might not like but it's because it takes time to really get into different properties right um uh, okay so team bright so we're seeing from what i understand from this Gundam build real, it's like a group of Gunpla builders that then do their competitions where I guess there's holograms of them that show up. Um, I don't know if you hear that. The cat is um, asking for attention. Hey, Zoe, come here. She's got uh, a sock in her mouth. Hey, Zelda, I'm right here. Ah, it's kind of fun. You can come here. She tends to do this at night. It's funny. Um... Let's see, so we've got, yeah, the guys that are the Gumpla Builders, and I guess they're talking a lot. I guess that's what makes it hard for me, but then there's the scene, yeah, where there's some, uh, let's see if I can make this bigger. Yeah, there's some live action, you know, CGI, but within, I guess, I don't know if the camera isn't f filming the real locations, but it looks kind of cool. It kind of has that typical look. I'll normally see from a Japanese live action. Um, you know, I'm just used to how they do things in the United States where the technology, the cameras, the lighting is is like overboard where it's just so high quality. It's, it's almost hard to that. It makes it hard then for Americans to watch older movies because the technology advances so much. People that grow up watching certain types of movies then expect movies to look that good and something even today, that's 10 years old, might be considered old for someone. Um, but anyway, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Just wanted to bring that up. If anyone's watched the Gundam build reel um, and what they thought of it, looked pretty cool. I had a lot of that playing, so I don't know if that's going to cause a block. You know how it is. Um, okay, let's look at... Okay, Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation 2. Um... It just came out with an update where they have this new map. It looks like it's Torrington Base. Um, and it's from what we see from Unicorn where it has the... If you remember in Unicorn, that episode, what, four? It had the water, uh, the, the ocean. It had the boats in the ocean. But they had mobile suits coming out and battling. They recreated that here. And I'm so impressed. So, first of all, um, I have this Aqua GM. And I never used it because I'm... Not, I'm not typically in maps that require the water, and the ones that do, it's not enough that I'm going to get an aqua mobile suit. Um, all right, but just to kind of show how this works. Um, so, first of all, I, I, it was amazed to see, like, how much of it is the ocean. And that you kind of, yeah, you jump and you're down in the water. It's, like, deep. It's, like, the whole match is in the water. And I'm curious if there are other mobile suits that actually can't work out that well in the water uh, anyway let me fast forward some what was the okay i got out to capture the point and then yeah let's see you getting shot at sure i think in this ice i survived for quite a while um it's just i've been playing this so much Every day, I think I kind of got the controls down good, I, although I think I'm missing the meta in, in a lot of it. Um, and here's me shooting some rockets. Um, okay, there's a when I die, then 
that requires me to um, come back in, but there was this awesome, okay, here we go. Um, okay, I'm having to choose a location to, let's speed that up just a little bit. Okay, I jump in the water, but as I'm jumping in the water, the ship, and let me go back just a little bit maybe. Okay, that ship is exploding. All right, which I thought was the coolest thing. So I'm coming up and I'm looking over there and that ship is, it's sinking as the battle is ensuing. And I love this. This is just another cool element they added uh, to the game, which makes me think this game must be successful enough outside of America to um, warrant all these updates they're giving it. Um, yeah, I didn't do good there, did I? Yeah, there was a little grappling hook thing. Um, it was my first time using this mobile suit. I, But I loved this round. This I had to upload this because this was so fun. And um, yeah, maybe I will... It, it's private, but maybe I'll uh, take it off and, and um, have it freely available to watch just so people can see how cool uh, this map is. So I think the Jagged Doga custom or something like that is the the mobile suit on the banner this week i'm i don't really care too much for that um i've got my zeta my double zeta i just don't have the new gundam which i'll probably end up getting it it seems like that's what happens i miss the cool mobile suits when they first come out and then again oh i got the sazabi and that thing's actually really good maybe too good uh, i was using that in some space battles and um yeah so yeah, well, anyway, that is, um, that, let's see, oh, yeah, you know what, that Gundam Expo going on, so, the Gundam Expo was talking a little bit about video games, um, but nothing new, really, other than, you know, what's actually currently out and everything, um, and I think so far, they, they showed off, when it comes to, I really like the Robot Spirits action figures, and from what they showed off, they only had, um, it was a metal robot Spiros, I think Spirits, the Barbados uh, Lupos from IBO, which I haven't watched that. It looks cool, though. Um, I was hoping for some more UC stuff. You know, for instance, oh man, there's so many robot Spirits from the UC timeline. Like, we see, we saw that that, the 8th MS team, they have the ground type that's going to be coming out. Um, but, like, think if they had some Thunderbolt robot spirits. Um, yeah, the Psychozaku or even the, um, you know, the Thunderbolt Gundam. Um, not only that, but from narrative, um, I really liked that narrative Gundam in the the packs. You know, the A packs where I had the grabber thing. I actually have the... Uh, the high grade of that so maybe that'll suffice but um and also oh, what i would really like actually from uh unicorn is uh angelo sopper is that his name the, uh, lieutenant angelo sopper his uh rosen zulu um i really liked that one uh, yeah that was amazing um okay so oh actually you know what um hopefully i just spelled that right no oh I, uh, Gundam of the Week, real quick. Um, it's the Cubile or Cubilee. I heard someone say Cubilee. I heard someone say Cubilee. 
So let's see if um, this exists, right? So, um, oh, what was it? So, how to pronounce? Let's just get this out of the way. All right, here we go. So this is from HowToPronounce.com. Do they even know Gundam? Cubalay. Cubalay. So this says Cubalay as well. And in my review going up Monday of the Robot Spirits version of this fine, glossy specimen, um, I said Cubalay. So, um, but yeah, let's look at this real quick. Um, so. The Cubalay is a next-generation mobile suit designed for new types that features numerous technological innovations which allow it to fight on par with other advanced mobile suits that appeared during the GRIPS conflict and the first Neo-Zeon War. So this would be Zeta, the Zeta time period. And the cool conflict about that is, yeah, we had the Titans. They were kind of the Earth Federation's little military force that was trying to take control uh, kind of that military industrial complex of the Gundam universe. Um, and Haman Karn uh, with, with Neo Zeon, um, she was looking over uh, Maneva Zabi, had the Cubelay. And the interesting thing about that is Quattro Bajina, who is Shar Aznable, uh, he had his um, Hayaku Shiki, hope I'm pronouncing that right, which um, had kind of that three way combat going on. You had um, Paptimus in the, the O. Uh, Captain Mishorako in the O, you had Haman Karn in the Cubelay, and you had uh, Quattro Bajina in the um, Hayakushiki. In all those words I just said, there's only going to be a limited number of people that even understood any of that. But yeah, they all had that three that three way battle at the was it the Grips Colony Laser? Is that what it was? And uh, very cool stuff. Um, so yeah, that's the Grips conflict, first New Zealand War. So developed from the data gathered from the MS-09R4 Saikamu Rick Dom Schneeweiss. So let's look at that real quick. Very interesting looking. So if we're looking at that and we're looking at this, what are some what are some similarities? Um Maybe the legs it has kind of that little chonky leg flared action. You know what? I'm not seeing too much, but it's very interesting that that's what it developed into. And I think it could be because of the Saikamu um, system. Um, let's see. But, um, okay. And the AMX001 prototype Cubelay. So let's look at that real quick. Okay. Now, what's that from? Okay. Um, oh, this is starting to make sense. So, shortly after the roll of the Elmeth, which is what uh, Lala Soon uh, piloted, right? I'm not... I'm, yeah. Okay. So, that's where that look comes from. That's like a mobile armor. And I think the mobile armor was required for the Saikamu system. But I guess then it, yeah, evolved into this where they were able to take that mobile armor requirement, the chassis, and kind of give it the legs and make it. I mean, and, and it reminds me of the the Zeong because that was also a larger uh, thing that required, yeah, in order to use its capabilities for a new type to uh, 
to, to leverage a new type's abilities. Okay, and so that is what then gets us to the Q-Blade. So that makes sense, that, and that is really cool. I like that design. So the Q-Blade featured a set of wing binders on its shoulders to assist in AMBAC, so active mass balance auto control, granting phenomenal mobility through appearing like a set of two the wing binders are, though appearing like a set of two, the wing binders are actually four independently moving sections with two mounted on each shoulder. Uh, though lacking the full range of motion as the arms and legs, these wing binders bring the Q-Blaze total number of movable limbs up to eight. Interesting. Furthermore, the wing binders are the location of the Q-Blaze primary thrust thrusters, which cannot be placed on the unit in the form of a backpack as is the standard practice with the mobile suits due to the tail binder. So, okay, so that makes sense. So it has to use the, um, and I don't even really see the thrusters in here. I'm going to have to review it in action. Um, you know, how that looks. But because of the tail, so the backpack, because it has this, this huge head thing, but the tail, you know, this is where all the uh, fin funnels are located. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense design-wise. Um, the Q-Blade is also one of the first Xeon mobile suits to use a dual-type optical sensor instead of the traditional mono-eye. Oh, that's cool. That I did not realize. Yeah, that's how it looks. Um, the Q-Blade lacks the megaparticle cannons of the prototype version, replacing them with a pair of dual-purpose beam guns that can double as... Beam sabers for close range combat. So, yeah, when on my review of the Q-Blade Robot Spirits, I kind of get more into that. But, uh, yeah, that right there is what it shoots from. Um, and then it, you know, I guess you can shoot like that and then go like that and it comes out. And then use the beam saber even though they've got them in here too. I, so, yeah, let's read on. Um uh, replacing the, the dual-purpose beam guns that can double uh, as beam savers for close-range combat. The most incredible feature of the Cubelay is the fact that it is the first combat mobile suit to be equipped with a mobile suit-sized Saikamu system with the new remote funnel weapon. The prototype featured a similar system, but its Saikamu had not been fully miniaturized and the funnels were stored in its main body, leaving the prototype with a large body that stood 25 meters tall. The system aboard the Cubelay had been perfected, and its 10 funnel weapons were stored in a tailbinder, allowing for the quicker, for quicker deployment and recall for charging. Already a formidable mobile suit with its ability to attack from multiple directions with its funnels, the Cubelay was the pinnacle of mobile suit technology in the grips conflict in the first Neo-Zeon War. So, I love how they described its abstract design, and it, and it makes sense, um... So armaments, this is what I'm interested in. Um, stored in the, okay, so this is beam gun slash saber. Stored in the Cubelay's forearms is a set of dual purpose beam gun, beam sabers. When used as a beam gun, the weapons remain mounted in the forearms. When used as a beam saber, the weapons are hand carried. So, so that alone is interesting because the Robot Spirits version, it stores them here. I mean, on both sides, you could technically store them, but um, I guess it wasn't done that way. And I guess just for the purpose of not losing little parts because it's so easy to do, I guess they just threw them in uh, to be attached there. Uh, although these parts come on, and my video comes out Monday, um, or if you're listening to this randomly, 
sometime in the future, future you, um, there's a, a video of the robot spirits cube. So I'm, I'm actually lining it up right that I'll uh, like that. I'll do the, the podcast. I'll do my mobile suit of the week. And then that usually will follow now with uh, the action figure version that I have or Gumpla. All right. Um, funnels. The Cubelet keeps 10 funnels stored in a tail binder. These funnels are technological descendants of the Elmeth's remote bit weapons. The funnels are similar, uh, are, are smaller than the bits as they lack their own power generators instead of using energy capacitors. This allows the funnels to be small enough so that a large number of them can be stored on a mobile suit, but requires that the funnels return to the tail binders for recharging after a certain amount of time. That seems typical with the... Uh, with uh, fin funnels, but I'm saying fin funnels, but I think they are just referred to as funnels. I think I'm saying fin funnels because I'm used to Amarore having fin funnels on his uh, mobile suits, the um, new Gundam, the high new Gundam, but really that's because they're shaped like fins. The technology, they're just called funnels. And I could be wrong about that. <laughs> Okay, special equipment and features. So during the one-year war, the researchers of the Flanagan Institute, so the Flanagan Institute, um, we looked up this again, right? This was the, um, da, 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 was sponsored by Xeon, and uh, this is to investigate the new type uh, phenomenon, where I learned in uh, NT that there was the same type of thing, but for the Federation, and it was called something else. I want to say it starts with an A. I'll probably talk about that when I get into narrative. Um, but okay, I just wanted to clear that up so I remember. Um, let's see. Okay, the researchers of the Flanagan Institute discover that new types emit powerful thought waves similar to regular brain waves, but not electrical in nature, which they call psycho waves. The Flanagan Institute goes on to develop a mind-machine interface called the Psychamu Psycho-Communicator System, which receives these thought waves and translates them into computer commands. Using this interface, a new type pilot can direct remote weapons and operate huge mobile armors by thought alone. The Principality forces based at the asteroid axis succeeded in miniaturizing the Psychamu system so that it can be installed in regular-sized mobile suits like the AMX-004 Cubelet. The Federation forces, meanwhile, concentrate on developing artificially enhanced cyber new types to operate their psychomic weapons. So, um, that might be something I'll have to research a lot later. I thought cyber new types, even though I learned from narrative as a Federation thing, I thought that was a Xeon thing. Were they instead, um, because we got Pudu 12, or the whole Pudu uh, line of um, clones. So is it just they're cloning, just like how Full Frontal is a clone of Char? And then we, I learned that. Uh, oh, I already forgot his name. The the main bad guy. Well, no quotes. He's a bad guy. The main bad guy in narrative w w was a failed Char clone. That was an awesome idea. I'm glad <laughs> that's just cool. Um, so I'm gonna have to. I did. I have a part one on what is a new type, but I'm gonna have to dive into cyber new types, and then I'm going to have to dive into the two research facilities that the Earth Federation had and the Xeons had, so. All righty, so yeah, history real quick, a next generation mobile suit develop 
a next generation mobile suit development of the Principality of Xeon's uh, MAN 08 Mleth mobile armor. The MX004 Cubelade was designed and built by Axis military leader Haman Karn for her personal use. The Cubelade would be fielded during the Grips conflict at the end of which it and its pilot Haman Karn would fight against Quattro Bajina and his MSN 00100 Hayaku Shiki. So I think I got that right. Despite Quattro Bajina being one of the best mobile suit pilots and his Hayaku Shiki being one of the most advanced mobile suits fielded by the AU during the Grips conflict, they were simply outmatched by Haman Karn and the power of her Cubelade. Haman Karn would continue to use the Cubelay as her personal mobile suit throughout the first Neo-Zeon War, where it would continually defeat newer mobile suit models. Eventually, Haman would duel against Judao Astra and his uh, MSZ-010ZZ Gundam, Double Zeta Gundam. Uh, the fight resulted in a draw with both machines disabling each other. However, the war was over as Haman Karn couldn't hope to escape the surrounding Federation forces with her damaged Cubelay. Ultimately... Instead of surrendering, Haman crashed the Cubelay into an asteroid fragment, destroying both the mobile suit and herself. During the First New Zealand War, two variant models would be built and fielded. One would be the AMX-004 Cubelay Mark II, of which two units were built and were virtually identical to the original, aside from two additional funnels and an improvement to the Saikamu system. The other variant is the AMX-004G Cubelay mass production type, which was equipped with a pair of active cannons uh, and had a larger tail binder that could store 30 funnels. The mass production model would be used by the Glemi faction in a coup d'etat against Haman Karn. So, um, yeah, there's some history of it. Um, very cool to understand its development history, the weapons it uses, all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, tell me what you think. Uh, yeah, throw in the comments uh, your thoughts on the Cubelay. At first, I thought, at first, actually, when it first showed up in Zeta, I thought that looked scary, kind of like a moth or something. And then I was like, yeah, it's kind of a silly design, but really, yeah, there's a lot going for it that's pretty cool once you realize all the thought put into it. Well, all right, that is that. What did I have going on next? Um, yeah, let's look at some comments. Um so, giveaway, Abraham Lincoln, um, I might have already read this, um, or did I, no, because I did the Kazai Gundam, so yeah, thanks for hosting giveaway, I'd love if you did some thoughts, review videos of different series and movies as well, yeah, that's the one thing, if it wasn't for time, I would be doing other universes, um, I'm getting I'm getting better at this where once I've understand the flow of my work process where I kind of have things set up where I can just turn the things on I need to do my recording then do I have an editing process and then I have the process of making the thumbnails um, and then once I think I get that even more efficient I am going to throw in where I have it's uh, my ultimate goal would be all you see all the time, Universal Century, but then there would be like a side, what's another universe I'd get into? And I think it's going to be Seed or Double O. I get requests for that a lot. So, um, yeah, so thanks, Abraham Lincoln. I really um, appreciate, and I like that movie where you fought 
Vampires, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, awesome movie. Um, Zeta and Endless Waltz are a couple of my favorite. The Origin as well. Oh, man. Yeah, since Shar is my favorite. Okay, Shar's favorite character. That is awesome. He's an amazing character. And I love Origin. I actually watched that just before I started this channel, but after I was like already deep into UC Gundam and... Man, Origin is amazing. I think I rewatched, I forget which episode it was, three or four, where there's that beginning. Is it the Battle of Loom? Um, yeah, just, uh, I like it when the, again, this goes back to me liking the weapons and the military aspect where they're on the deck of the ship t talking about the strategy and all that. Yeah, it's, uh, love that stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to think about that. Think about what I'm going to do. Although, I love Zeta. I, I sometimes think that is my favorite um series um ah, I, I i would totally be down to to go through that but i don't think i would do one episode a week that would take 50 weeks or so um i might do it by the movie trilogy first and then pick out specific episodes i don't know yeah we'll see um oh, actually what i think i'm going to do is and i've been planning this out is I'm going to eventually have a Patreon um, because the the kind of content I want to make is going to take a lot more time. And so I'll need resources for that. But the idea is I am going to do commentary for all the series where it's an audio track that you can play along with watching the show or just listen to it on, you know, as a podcast. Um, yeah, that that's just time consuming, but something I'd like to do so. Okay, Santo Bell on the Kazai Gundam video. Or no, this is podcast episode five. Um, so, Master Grade Unicorn is a hand grenade. Complex build. Winner for me is the EXS Gundam. Oh, okay. My most recent buy is the new Eclipse Gundam. Uh, newest build was the RG New Gundam. So, uh, the Eclipse Gundam. Um, did I say... No, I didn't, but... Um, once you get that, I don't know if people are getting them yet. I would love to see someone, uh, you know, uh, the build of that. It looks awesome. I, I don't follow that series, but that just looks like an awesome kit to build. That would be something I would have grabbed before I got into Gundam. Okay, so Santo Bell follows up with, I was really excited for the new, and while the MS is really nice looking, mine has weak hips and very loose funnel pack. Still, it poses well on the shelf, so I can't complain too much. Uh, had the same issue with the P Bandai Stormbringer Gundam. Everyone raved about it, so I ponied up the cash. And it's really nice looking kit. Super weak hip joints. The legs fall off on mine constantly. A huge shame. It's incredible looking. Yeah. So my new Gundam happens to be perfect, except for yeah, that the fin funnels on the back. I mean, there there has to be another way that they could do that. It just keeps falling apart all the time. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh. Yeah, I, I like the way it looks, but yeah, it just keeps falling apart. Um, that's why I got the Robot Spirits version, and uh, I forget if that keeps falling apart or not. Okay. So, Robert Westfall, longtime contributor. Great, great guy. Okay. Um, nice uh, Penelope, or is that the Kazai? Yep, that's the Kazai. Um, you know what? And that's something I didn't realize at first. I remember when I first saw the Penelope, it was like the high grade. Um, and I was like, what's that from? Oh, Hathaway, what the? And then the Kazai Gundam, all these like crazy, like extreme. If you were to take the Gundams from Zeta and Double Zeta and go extreme, that's the direction they went with the Kazai and the Penelope. And then I kind of like how they toned it down as the future went on for 
even though, oh, I guess, uh, yeah, I wonder when they first originally designed the Gazai and the uh, Penelope and then the F-91, because I love the F-91, and that's like chronologically in-universe after. All right. Uh, my preferences are seed. This is from Robert again. Seed and double O. Okay. I'm always hearing that. So that, yeah, that's true. And then the French thing, the Asole. Robert, you know, you know so many languages, I guess, really just French, Japanese, and English. But um, that's some good knowledge to have. It's very worldly. Um, oh, Gundam Breaker Battlelog PV is up. Check it out. Um, yeah. I did not. Yeah, again, it's kind of like some of the other stuff that's just non the not the traditional Universal Century. Sometimes it's hard for me to really understand what I'm looking at. Okay, so Arnold Friend, uh, Arnold Friend, sorry, it was in the Philippines, not Northern Australia. That's where the Splinter Group in the beginning was from. Which, to your point about themes and issues of military occupations. Uh, match the country because the Philippines has always been fighting colonial occupations over and over. Oh yeah, that's that's really cool to to bring up. I think that even more addresses what was really cool about Obelisk um, Gundam Hathaway and kind of being a very international sound, you know, story. Um, Arnold, again, thanks for the, these comments. Are awesome. To your point on embedded. Modern day real life problems too on the elevator scene when the hotel guest thought he was part of the hotel staff because he mentioned that he is part Filipino on his mother's side. This is for the hotel. This is for hotel guests only. They just uh, assume someone with the skin color would not be a hotel guest. Yeah, that's uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, although it was hard to, it was really hard to grasp because like, with Gigi, but and then in the, I thought. Unless I was wrong, Mirai was the mom, and I thought she was Japanese. Is it in in the bright? I just assumed. I don't know. Actually, I never really looked that up. So, um, yeah, that I want to yeah get that confirmed if you could please. Yeah, that'd be interesting to know. Oh, Abraham Lincoln again. I've got a Master Grade Wing Gundam Zero coming next week, my first Master Grade, so I'm pretty excited. Only done high grades up until now. Yeah, I'd like to see a pick of that, Abraham Lincoln, when you get that done. Um, yeah, and on the Discord, just throw it up there, and I can even share it on the podcast. Um, Jackie Ham, can't wait for you to blow up on YouTube. Yeah, I hope, oh, I hope I do. I mean, that is the plan, as much fun as I'm having deep diving into Gundam and learning about it and being able to connect with other people and talk about it. It's, this has been a lot of fun. All right. So for the Gundam Hathaway review and impressions, uh, this is, uh, Noxus one, five, eight. I have a question. Who were those people in Noah's flashback with the girl with the blue hair? Yeah, that's a good question because there could be people watching mobile suit Gundam Hathaway that out of all the other Gundams that they could have or not watched. Char's counterattack is really where that takes place. And that is quest. That is a girl that Hathaway kind of falls for the same thing as Gigi. And that's why he's having that flashback. And what's interesting is the people out on the ground fighting is Shar and Amuro because their differences are clashing. So they're physically coming at each other. And I think he's seeing that because there's Kenneth. Um, Kenneth Slag from the Earth Federation that he is seeing as the bad guy. So for Gigi, sometimes wanting to jump in the arms of him, but... 
you could see it was really just to make him jealous. One, when she went to the nightclub with him. I mean, he probably asked her to go. She said yes. She was home. It was funny because when the alarm went off and she was back home, I, it, it was like, oh, she came home at a pretty decent time to go out and party. Um, but then when they were in the park after that little mobile suit incident, um, you know, she ran into the arms of Kenneth, but it got them on board the uh, shuttlecraft to be taken off there. And as soon as they got back in, she even, when he wanted a coffee, she hands him hers. So that really, it's kind of showing more, again, that she likes him. He's trying to avoid that. That's what was going on with Quest um, from Sheriff's Counterattack. It's it's very interesting, um, the depth they go into. All right, T. So, Desiree Less... Or desire less. Um, and is that uh, Guts from uh, Berserk? My bro is really into Berserk. First two Gundam fans, this movie felt right in place. The production value is stellar. I love the story. Takes time to develop and details are not spread. Uh, both story and art-wise. For newbies, I highly recommend to watch in this order. Okay, Mobile Suit Gundam movie trilogy. Zeta Gundam. My favorite one, yeah. That, that's cool that you say that because I agree. Highly recommend the series. Skip ZZ. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's trash. Um, I love ZZ, especially the second half of it. Um, the first half gets a little goofy, but it introduces some neat concepts, characters, and mobile suits. Shards Counterattack, of course, and then Hathaway's Flash. Um, since the story was written during Tomino's dark days with heavy depression and suicidal thoughts, I don't expect a happy ending. Um, you know, luckily, one thing I want to bring up with Tomino is, yeah, he kind of went through depression. I think the, the kind of the difference is he was in a position where he had the resources and he was actually able to get help, and he did. Um, so, uh, you know, I uh, anyway, not to really get into that too much, but I think um, when when we're talking about um, what else to watch, you know, what after watching narrative which required unicorn, I almost think that is. Uh, required because it explains the new types in a way where you would then think that GG and Hathaway are new types right away and the connection, they're attracted to each other no matter what. And that's why Hathaway's seeing himself in the same position again. And that was the whole point of narrative. They were using that new type attraction, you know, with the uh, the two, the 9992 Neo um, and how the um uh yeah that whole that whole thing with the NT destroyer because yeah I'm now understanding more actually just talking about right now how new types are attracted to each other you have the NT destroyers so when they see each other they they want to destroy each other the idea was for the new types to be destroyed oh man I'm talking forever um oh and then you know I didn't see that uh desire 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 less desire less makes more sense um uh, Double Zeta was a major letdown compared to the highs Zeta achieved. Agreed. While Judah was thankfully not an annoying protagonist, the rest uh, was really mediocre with uninteresting characters and way too of a goofy and lighter tone. Yep, true that later become watchable, but still not enough to fix the series. Zeta is completely optional along Unicorn Gundam, Stardust Memory, complementary side stories. For the main and real use experience, the um, above mentioned are enough to tie things up with Hathaway's Flash. For me, Double Zeta is one 
level above my personal trash tier where the Seed Saga 00 and uh, Reconquista G reside, which I need to see all those. Um, and thanks for that follow up. Um, I, I love it. I love it when the, those I get detailed follow up comments like that. Thank you, Desire Less. I really appreciate that. Uh, G Wong Lee, big fan and prefer to get Barbados. That's a good one. Barbados is popular. Um, you know what? I could see do that. I can even see myself doing multiple giveaways at once. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, again, this is uh, pretty interesting. I only learned about the Kazai and Penelope from the new movie, so I've never seen these versions before. Yeah, same here. Uh, Robert, uh, share your MB server details and link. <laughs> yeah, so I have an MB server that I put a bunch of the Gundam stuff on to share, but I, I think it requires more than I understand to get it all working. But the I wanted to put all the I so I would buy the Gundam Blu-rays, rip them, put them on my MB server, so I can kind of watch them wherever. But then you need to pay f for it to be used in some locations. Then sometimes you need to mess around with the settings, and uh, it's. Um, okay, let's see from the Gazai Gunnam Robert again. Also, Adam, in the prior podcast, you did uh biff it on both pronunciation characters' name. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, otherwise, good job. By the way, I'm a descendant of the Japanese imperial physician from World uh, uh, World War II. He's my great grandfather on my dad's mother's side. That is awesome. That is really cool, actually. So, that's a cool little tidbit of info. Uh, yeah, thanks, Robert. Always, Robert always helps out when I need <laughs> clarity on something. Um, Santa Bell, uh, amazing. You're the first person I found who has shown the flight so uh, shoulder extensions removed. That has been a big question for me as I want to customize one, and I was curious as to what's under the flight parts that cover the chest vents. I guess I'm off to make my wallet cry. <laughs> yeah, so on the, and I think I have, you can barely see, the the Gazai, the Penelope, that it has kind of like the flight shoulder. You can take it off. Um, and I thought that was neat because, yeah, it came in the box with it off and then putting it on. I, I never thought just it's different with the fixed flight unit. That can come off. Um, but did, I didn't even see it off in the anime. So I wonder if that's even a thing that happens. Um, I've never purchased a RS figure before, uh, Robot Spirits, only the Bandai kits. Um, I'd be seriously tempted to get the Gazire, maybe something simple yet stand out like a ground type Gundam if they make one. If you had to recommend a figure, which would it be? Ooh. Recommend. Um. Recommend. Recommend. Okay. There's. Oh, man, I would recommend the GPO one. Because yeah. not only is it a cool mobile suit, but the figure form is awesome. And it's designed very well because by the time the anime, their ver anime, version anime, and by the time the anime came out, they had really good designs. Now, I'd also recommend because of the price, um, let me put that here, or GM for anime from msg from the original now the thing with that is it still retains its its anime look from the old cartoon so it's not as realistic of a robot but the thing with those is the gpo one just looks great comes with awesome features 
and the GM Reanime, again, it looks great, comes with awesome features. Both of them are not that expensive, even though it is more than a, a Gumpla. Um, all right, well, cool. Thanks, Santo Bell. Okay, Will, hey, Will. Uh, this is wild. I never saw this version of this Gundam. I think I kind of like this interpretation of the cost signature. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is there's another one that has kind of these, like, boosters that you can get for it. I had no idea. Yeah. Thanks, Will. All right, Soup Spoon, new to the channel, and I enjoy watching your videos. Well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate that, and I enjoy making these. Santo Bell, from this is from my um, uh, uh, episode six Unicorn Gundam video. GC of your call out, always get my upvote. Got to keep the flame alive for the long shot. Hope someone will one day give us a manga or anime to do justice. Yeah, if you haven't watched that video yet, I kind of make a connection between Full Frontal and the side co conspiracy, uh, consp prosperity, co prosperity. <laughs> And his idea about the Earth sphere all kind of being one, not needing the Earth, and the in in the future in G Savior where on Earth they figure out how to grow food underwater, but they want to stop that. Uh, uh, other groups are trying to stop Earth from doing that, so Earth so they can control the food supply for Earth. And I think that was a really cool connection. Um, let's see. Robert Westfall, smokers in the room. Oh, that was a scene showing all the high-ranking officials in that room, and there was smoke everywhere. The kids, don't people uh, know yet that big energy weapon and heavy nukes are bad news all around? Yeah, you know, that is kind of interesting Is in the Gundam series where even if something will happen and they'll want to have a treaty, there's still these giant big weapons um, everywhere all the time. Dude, so awesome. I've been uh, working on your... Oh, been working on your renditions of AGX, by the way. Yeah, so... There is in the Discord a fan fiction that is is actually pretty good um, for Gundam, um, and I have it it's set in the channel fan fiction. So go check that out. Um, and I think it would be cool if someone tried to design gun, uh, uh, some of the mechanics based on that. Um, I like to draw myself and do art. That's why my brother kind of got me this. <laughs> I haven't done a coloring book forever, but um, I uh, yeah, I was even thinking, man, I'd love to create them myself but i i don't have much time um yeah it, it would be great to do though so anyway thanks everyone for the comments always always appreciated um and um yeah even throw them on discord too and um yeah i guess there yeah sometimes there's some posts on discord but i need a better way that i can easily discern from that um but yeah probably future video um but anyway uh yeah that's uh what episode six of the podcast so i hope you guys enjoyed it please you know subscribe or follow the, again this is like on audible spotify apple music google podcasts youtube for the video version um subscribe and comment to enter the contests and um yeah until next time um yeah keep it real see you guys later